Disclaimer. The following podcast contains explicit language and adult content. The content may offend some listeners. Relax and don't be a hater. Hello. Welcome to a walk in the park podcast. (laughs) This is Riss. And this is Babs. And in our podcast, we talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of wine, cake, laughter, friendship, success, families, fun, the extraordinary. We're happy you're listening. I can't stop laughing. <laughs> I love it. Let's just get this walk started, baby. Woo-woo. Guys, how do you talk about life when you haven't even lived at all? And how do you talk about love when the only thing you love is your dog? I don't know. of a walk in the park podcast Riss, babs and mb talk about sports mostly tennis school a little bit and of course politics please listen and enjoy the western and southern open according to its website is the nation's oldest professional tennis tournament played in its city of origin However, due to COVID this year, the Western and Southern Open was not in fact played in Cincinnati. It was played at the U.S. Open Tennis Center in New York, where the U.S. Open is being played this year. The USTA has created a bubble to try to keep COVID out and tennis moving forward. Yes, so the important sports news of the day is Novak Djokovic won the Western and Southern Open for the second time, making him the only player now to win all nine ATP 1000 Masters tournaments, not once, but twice. Nobody else has even managed to win them all once. Suck it, Roger. Suck it, Rafa. Ew, you're gross. I state the facts because I am an elitist, and elitists rely on facts. All right, whatever. Populists rely on beliefs. Whatever. (laughs) Novak is an elite athlete. Yeah. I support him, so I am an elitist. Okay. (laughs) Although he's hurting, I hope he's all right. He's fine, but isn't it amazing that he can still beat all these people when he's not even playing at 100%? Yeah, well, he wasn't for a time. He was injured, like, what, last year or the year before? He had to take, he had um, wrist injuries, but I guess that's neither here nor there. He won today. I'm just wondering how he'll do at the U.S. Open starting next week. Starting in two days from now, Monday, August 31st. He'll be on at 7 p.m. I don't know what day it is, though. COVID has messed that up for me. I have no idea what day it is. Really? I I do, but I kind of don't. Like, the the dates themselves, I don't know. Oh. Yes. Well, yeah, I know the dates because, you know, I'm counting down to my birthday, so. Yay! But anyway, sports, sports, sports. That's the tennis update. I won't speak about the women's side because it was a hot mess. Yeah. And it ended in a hot mess. Yeah, it did. And everything was a hot mess. So for the love, for the love. But I'm sure, MB, you have many other sports updates that you want to give us. Who's your favorite to win the U.S. Open? Novak, of course, on the men's side. And women's side, I honestly have no idea. I want it to be Serena, but based off of the way she's been playing, 
I don't think she can do it. So I think it'll be Osaka, but we'll see if her injury prevents her from doing that. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be Osaka. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't not at this just point. because. I'm rooting for Kennan. Yeah, I feel like I didn't. See, was she even playing in the Western and Southern Open? Yeah, she had a real. She didn't have a great run though. She she had one. Um, she did very well at World Team Tennis. Like she took every match she played while she was doing that, and then she came to this and she lost in the first or second round. Yeah, I remember a bunch of the Americans just like started going out very early. There were yeah. very few left. Right. So what about you, MB? I've been watching sports here and there. Do you have any predictions on who's going to win the U.S. Open, men or women? I think Djokovic, and for the women's side, probably Osaka, too. You think so? Yeah, I don't know. It is interesting. I'm trying to think. Obviously, Azarenko was playing well in the Western and Southern. She made it to the finals. Mertens was there in the semifinals. I bet maybe Azarenka could pull it off. I didn't study. I I saw you sent us the draws, MB. I didn't study them that carefully because I felt I was on my phone, so I felt I needed to get my laptop to see it better. But we're just lucky that there is a U.S. Open. Yes. Yes. Yep. And really, there's going to be a lot of tennis. Well, I mean, there are other sports that that are being played, but this one seems the only one that. You can really social distance and still play. Yeah. Yes. That and yes, other things that I don't call sports like golf. The game. The game of golf. They don't call what it the sport of golf. Driving around in circles is not a sport. It's an activity. I can drive around in circles. Can you? I can. <laughs> Especially when I'm allowed to hit things, bounce off them, spin around, keep going. It's my wheelhouse. <laughs> we did not have a lengthy school discussion on this podcast, but there are some plans for Fulton County Public Schools to begin a phased reopening starting September 8th. So perhaps in the weeks going forward, we shall have more updates there. So, MB, you wanted to give us your school update. You've now been back at online virtual school for, what, two weeks now? Yeah. So what's what's the update? What's the word? It's going well. Do you prefer it? I'd rather be in person, but I'm okay with virtual. Okay. And no more updates on any of the plans to start bringing kids back to school? No. I haven't been following it. Um, no. Well, no, because we've had some other people, specifically in our school, in our high school, other people have tested positive for COVID. So now no oh. one's allowed back in the building. So oh, okay. That's current. So I don't know if that pushes back all the dates that they were going to start to filter people in. They haven't mentioned that that I've seen, so we're waiting to hear what's going to go on. Interesting. All right. The massive crowd at Trump's acceptance speech. Um, according to Trump, I'm sure, right? That was the biggest. <laughs> biggest. It was the biggest crowd ever. Ever. That anyone's had 
in the history of the world. Yeah. I did, um, you know, I do, I have recorded, I recorded both the DNC and the RNC conventions or, uh, and I just haven't been able to bring myself to watch them yet. Oh, okay. I, I feel like I should since I recorded. I watched. I think I, I watched both of them. Did you? Did you have a favorite? The DNC one was much better than Trump's. Of course it was. Uh, I'm going to have a whole special bonus episode of this podcast, and you will have to let me know if you two want to participate, because, so like I said, I haven't watched the RNC yet, but you know, there, I've read some coverage about Nikki Haley's speech during the convention, um, you know, and she was I found the quote in the original transcript of her speech, and it said, in much of the Democratic Party, it's now fashionable to say that America is racist. That is a lie. America is not a racist country. And um, so I'm going to have a bit to say about that, because I actually don't I bet think- Nikki Haley, I bet. I bet Nikki Haley is potentially getting ready to run in 2024. Yeah, I just don't. It's fascinating because if the unthinkable happens and Trump and Pence are reelected, I don't know how old Pence is, but you think he'd be running in 2024. Right. It, my dad thinks it's going to be Nikki Haley and Mike Pence in 2024. Okay, so he'll, you, you, your dad thinks that Pencil run for president and put Haley on as his VP. Yes. Maybe, yeah, that sounds about right. It is. Anyway, it's just interesting. You know, you really have to dig down. And then on the Democratic side, you would have Kamala Harris and probably somebody else. I don't, yeah, if the Democrats don't win in November, I'm not sure who will run again in 2024. Oh, Um, it'll be a free-for-all again. It's going to be a free-for-all. Well, we know Biden won't be, so. Because if you look at 2016, there was a whole bunch of candidates on the Republican side. It could be for a free, it could be a free for all on the Democratic side, like it was in 2016. Yes. Well, the Democrats did also, you know, in this election cycle, a lot of people were running, um, you know, at the very beginning. But yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't know what would happen in 2024. Oh, it'll be interesting. Just have to survive this one. I did see, here's a little sports tie-in. There are um, some groups within different professional sports. I think I've mostly seen the NBA. Like, they're trying to work with, um, you know, state and local governments to use arenas as voting stations, you know, to make sure that there's enough. And obviously if you're using like a big arena, maybe you can get more people in. Um, But you know, I feel like if you live in a climate that allows for good weather, you should just hold that outside. Yeah, except in November, there's very few places in the country where you'd be guaranteed well, I, I mean, most of the South you could, and the West Coast. Maybe. 
I mean, I don't, I'm not worried about that. I think that the concern is just having enough voting stations open because other places are closing. I'm looking at the list of potential Democratic candidates for 2024. The list goes Stacey Abram, Michael Bennett of Colorado, Andy Brashear of Kentucky, Cory Booker of New Jersey, Pete Buttigieg of South Bend, Indiana, Andrew Cuomo, Kamala Harris, Jay Inslee from Washington State, Joe Kennedy from Massachusetts, Amy Klobuchar, Michelle Lujan Grisham, Gavin Newsom, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Jamie Pritzker, and Gretchen Whitmer. That's far too many. And what is the date on this source? Because I don't even know why anyone would be talking about that now that the ticket has been established. Right. Is this from like a while ago? Yes. Say. All right. It's so yeah, from I a while. Think, yeah. I don't. I don't think anybody now, anybody who's a Democrat, should just be assuming that Biden and Harris are going to win, and then in twenty twenty four, Harris will run for president, and she'll add somebody else onto the VP ticket. Or the VP spot on the ticket. That's what I think. I don't know about any of those other people. Yeah. And, but I'm just, I'm concerned about the upcoming election. We just have to get through this one. Yeah. In however many days it is now. Nine weeks away. Nine weeks. I was going to say, it must just be a little more than two months. Crazy, like crazy. The it's world already going to be September course. next week. That's what's so crazy. I love it. My favorite month of the year. My birthday month. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the presidential debates. Isn't there one coming up soon now? I yes. feel like there's a couple in September, aren't there? Let's see. Presidential. Yes. It's going to be weird. Are they actually in person? I don't know yet if they're going to be on the same I stage. I know there won't be an audience. That I do know. So, I, yeah, they could do it in person because they'll be six feet I, apart. My guess is they'll do it in person and just keep them further apart or something. Right, right. The first, I, th- I think the <laughs> first presidential debate starts September 29th. Oh, that late. Okay. So we have to wait a while. Yeah. One month from today. There you go. Well, I guess technically 30 days. 30 days is the 28th because there are 31 days in August. But uh, yeah, I thought, are there two in October then? Yes. Okay. There. So wait a second. There are three presidential debates or just one is VP and two are presidential? I think there's three VP. One is VP. One, yeah. No, there's one VP and three presidential debates. Oh, okay. okay. Right. Yes. I want to see. Because that's how the Commission on Presidential Debate. Yes. What? I wonder if they're. I wonder if they're gonna have a. I wonder if they're gonna have a live virtual audience for. For all. For all. For all three presidential debates. They're gonna have and the to. one VP presidential debate. They're gonna have to. Just as the debate will be 90 minutes long and have no commercial breaks, it will be divided into six 15-minute segments that the moderator gets to choose and is expected to announce at least a week before the debate. That's the first one. Um, 
then the VP debate is going to be divided into nine segments of 10 minutes each. The second presidential debate will be a town hall format where people who live in the Miami area can pose questions. And then the third and final debate will be exactly like the first. Six 15-minute segments that the moderator gets to choose and is expected to announce at least a week before the debate. That's according to the Washington Post. But anyhow. Says, uh, the Commission on Presidential The Commission on Presidential Debates sets up the debates. Yes. So yeah, we shall see. We shall see. Are, are you in an early vote or are you going to go in person, both of you? I'm going to go early. I'll have to see to how wait. it plays out. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I'm going to see which polling stations are open because I did not enjoy my early voting experience at the Alpharetta Library. No, you know, they put you. That? for the primary back in May, they put you, you know, you had to wait in line, of course, and that's fine. But then when you went in to vote, it was this tiny room that's like the size of maybe like a smaller bedroom in our homes. Oh. And you were just stuffed in there. And I thought, this is stupid. When I voted in the runoff election in July, my regular polling station over at Wills Park was open. And that's much more pleasant, it's bigger. Right. So if my regular polling station is open for early voting, then I will probably go early vote. Um, but if it isn't, then I'm going to wait until election day. There you go. You know, I don't like to vote too early because then if any, you know, like bombs drop and I've already cast my vote, I might be disappointed. Right. Because as we know, there's a lot more on the ballot than just the presidential race. There's uh, there's the local races, the Senate yep. races, yep, the county races, yep. We've got a lot of happening. I think in the runoff, I voted for uh, the runoff elections were the Fulton County District Attorney, the Fulton County Sheriff, and then a couple of judges on the Fulton County Superior Court. So yeah, we'll have a lot of a. It's a big election year, presidential election year. Maybe for the election, we should do a special edition of. There you go. Well, I'll let you. I'll let you set that up. But I mean, if we want to be very comprehensive, um, you know, maybe I'll have to take good notes on the convention. I bet probably you can go online. You probably find all the convention speeches recorded somewhere. I would guess. Have to listen to what the party said, listen to the debates. The debates should Important be interesting. Facts. I never find them interesting, to be perfectly the VP, honest. The VP debate will be interesting. That's the one I'm going to watch. But you know what? Yeah. I think it'll be interesting. I'm just going to make popcorn and grab wine <laughs> and enjoy myself. <laughs> That's what I do well, every time. Like you said, I mean, the thing is, you know, on the East Coast, they start so late, too. It's like 9 to 10.30. Right. I usually stay up to watch the presidential debates. 
I just always find them so awkward and cringy and uncomfortable. It's like, I feel like they never actually say anything that interesting. And then, you know, you just have the ridiculous behavior of Trump, like name calling and lying and all that stuff. And lying in like a crazy way. You know, you could say anybody gets up there, Democrat, Republican in the past, maybe they misspeak or, you know, shade things a certain way. But with Trump, it's just like, he just makes crap up. He's like, oh, I think this is what I would like to be true. So it must yeah. be true. So I'm going to say it. Yeah. That's pretty funny. It's, it's, it's too much. I it's can't take it. It is too much. I don't like it. And I don't like it when people who are my Facebook friends post stuff supporting Trump. I'm just like... Oh you know God, what's here. been happening on my Facebook? I've been seeing a lot of political ads. Really? Really? Danny. Yes. Well, that's because I turned a lot of stuff off. I like I've seen I've I've like seen ten. Hmm. Huh. I haven't seen any. And I'm already right Yeah, with that. I get I don't know, I get some. I do get some. Usually asking for donations. Yeah. Or just telling me to vote. I don't know. I think one of my favorite things that people are like, look at everything Trump has accomplished. And it's like, Trump finalized the creation of Space Force as our sixth military branch. To me, that makes us sound like a big joke. Really? So what exactly is Space Force? According to an article in the Air Force Times titled, The Space Force is officially the sixth military branch. Here's what that means by Megan Myers, dated December 20th, 2019. Quote, Air Force officials on Friday told reporters that people are clamoring for information on how to join the military's latest branch. The short answer is they're going to have to wait a while. President Trump officially signed the Space Force into law Friday, but for now, all that means is everyone at Air Force Space Command will now be assigned to Space Force. Over the next 18 months, officials said the finer details of manning and training the new branch will be hammered out and set in motion. For the 16,000 active duty airmen and civilians who work at Air Force Base Command, they will be assigned to Space Force, but nothing else will change. Uniforms, a rank structure, training and education are all to be determined, and for the foreseeable future, Space Force will continue to be manned by airmen wearing Air Force uniforms subject to that service's fitness program, personnel system, and so on. Barrett will be the Space Force's service secretary, as the service will be nestled within the Air Force Department the same way the Marine Corps is part of the Navy Department. That would be Air Force Secretary Barbara Barrett. Eventually, Barrett said those services, space commands, will be rolled into Space Force and those personnel will transfer branches. In the more immediate future, officials said soldiers and sailors could be detailed to Space Force. There is also a likelihood that Air Force bases that have dealt mainly with space operations could see a rebrand. Think Vandenberg Space Force Base California or Shriver Space Force Base Colorado. Officials drew some comparisons to the birth of the Air Force, which came out of the 
Army Air Corps and the process it took to grow a new service. Though at the time, the Army Air Corps was a fairly self-contained organization with a shared history and unique cultural identity to pass on. There's really no good playbook on how do you stand up a separate service, said... Who is this person? Somebody named Raymond, who sadly... I did not pay attention to early in the article. So I don't know who this Raymond person is. Let's see. Officials did not answer definitively when or whether Space Force would be standing up support commands to include logistics, security forces, medical, legal, financial, or other specialties. There's still a lot of things that we don't know, Raymond said. Interesting. Okay. Well, I guess we'll see how Space Force plans pans out and I guess I think it's weird to call it Space Force. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you heard, please head on over to Apple Podcasts or Google Play to rate, review, and subscribe. We'd really appreciate it. You can also follow us on our social media accounts. On Twitter, that's at a wit podcast. On Facebook, you can find our A Walk in the Park Facebook page by searching at a wit podcast. And on Instagram, you can find us at A Walk in the Park podcast. We'd love to hear from you.